Good morning, Central Kentucky. This is Skinny. Welcome to Skinny on the Home, brought to you by 84 Lumber Company. Appreciate all you listeners out there. And in the studios with me today, I have Daniel White, who is our, at JNR Construction, our new project consultant working for us. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning. Thanks for being here with me today. Yeah, kinda I'm got, excited. Kind of didn't really have a choice. I kind of forced you into this thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we are excited about Daniel. comes from a background of construction and remodeling, and we came together, and Daniel um, had his own company. We kind of merged together. Now we're we're working together. So kind of tell the folks who you are, kind of background, and uh, what got you here. Yeah, well, I started out about five years ago with a as a small home improvement company, uh, Right Angle Home Repair, and we did all sorts of handyman jobs, maintenance, decks, stuff like that. And I've been around construction my whole life, grew up in construction, and really enjoy just being able to help people and build things, create things. So for five years, right, you had Right Angle Home Repair? Correct. And then we came together through... Through the Holy Spirit of, you know, just a connection of, of some mutual people that we know. And you'd reached out to a good friend of mine in the industry. And he said, hey, you need to call Jimmy. And we got to just talking. And then here we are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and that's that leads right in. So our topic today, we're going to talk about smart home remodeling ideas on budget. So just some small projects, things you can do yourself. Some of these may require kind of maybe a, a handyman company or a smaller company you may they may be larger it could be something you could call us for but just as the state of where we're at you know we're inside a little bit more again and you know it's just the ups and downs of you know the uncertainties of what's going on right now but there's our industry as a whole home improvement remodeling construction is is up and is is going great praise god we've I was in a meeting yesterday, I want to share this, uh, with P-Rats. P-Rats is moving to a new location. They're adding to their location, so they're they're moving over off of uh, East Reynolds Road in that shopping center where I think Joanne's Fabric is there, and there's a GameStop is there. But in that corner, there used to be a movie theater right there, so they're taking over that space and, and renovated it. And it's not done yet, so they haven't moved in, but we had a Remodelers Council meeting there, and... Of course, P-Rats is mainly about appliances. And so they were talking about some of the delays and things that could be coming this fall with appliances and what's and what's going on. Because you have uh, folks that are maybe buying from Whirlpool. Well, Whirlpool had some shutdowns in their factories and things. So now they're going to move to LG or Frigidaire or different appliances. So you've got the demand is still there, so the demand hasn't changed. It's actually gone up right now, and but some of these factories, older factories where you've got side by side working, you know, somebody gets sick or something like that, and they've got to shut down the line for a little bit. So that's caused a few little hiccups. Not you know, locally, we haven't seen an impact of that yet. We're starting to see some longer delays in appliances. But all that being said, the LG rep was there. They've got some state-of-the-art factories that are mainly driven by robotics. He said that we have probably more people than ro- robots working just on the robots, <laughs> you know, getting all those lined up and things. But he said uh, their lead time has increased by a couple weeks as far as, 
getting. He said they're all their fa- all their factories around the world are running at capacity, and they're not shut down. But it's just the demand. If you're looking to remodel your kitchen uh, and you're going to do new appliances, you know the process. You know, with us at Jane R Construction, can take a couple months to go through design selections, getting to job start. So, but on the front end, go look at appliances now. If even if you're not going to remodel your kitchen till this winter or maybe even next year, buy your appliances, put them in the garage, and store them for a little while. But again, they're they're building more factories. Actually, LG just invested in Northern Tennessee, right at Kentucky line. They they built a three hundred million dollar factory that's building. I think it's their washing machines, washers and dryers, and they have another three hundred acres that they own that they haven't built anything yet, but that could be the next refrigerator factory. And that would be great because that to bring that back in the U.S. because there's not too many you know, refrigerator companies in the U.S. So we're uh, talking smart home remodeling ideas on budget this week here at Skinny on the Homes. I've got 100 to go through here. Don't worry. We're not going to get through them all today. <laughs> we this there's probably be several parts to this home remodeling ideas on budget. So a lot of these again you can do yourself or have a smaller company. And also if you need a handyman or a small company to do work for you, we have three that we recommend. One we've recommended so much that he called me the other day and he said, I think he called you, didn't he? Or yeah. What, what did he say? Yeah, he, he called us and said he was booked up for, I don't know, several months, I think. And so he, he was like, slow down. <laughs> Can't don't take give on me any more right now. Don't give me any more right now. So keep that in mind. If you're wanting a project done, you know what? We had a conversation with some folks yesterday uh, wanting to redo their kitchen. And we talked to them about, you know, with going through the design process and, and getting things together and getting into production, you know, could be a, a couple month process. So do you want to get in? We're having the conversation now about holidays. You know, do you want us working in your house during the holidays? Wait till after, you know, with you know, our company, you know, we're following all the all the protocols, CDC guidelines. You know, we have everybody that works inside is wearing masks. We have wash stations, all those things. So we're keeping you healthy while you're staying healthy at home. Yeah, so that's something to think about if you're going to wait till you know, going into next year. The conversation about kitchens, especially this time of year, going into the fall. A lot of people, you know, are you going to have Thanksgiving, Christmas at your house? Are you going to go do it at your kid's house, at your cousin's, family, relatives, you know? So those are things, too, uh, that we all we talk about through that. All right, let's get to the list. Make your own sunburst mirror. Have you ever... Made your own mirror? No, I haven't. No. So sunburst mirrors, they're they're pretty trendy right now. They can uh, come with a price tag that reaches you know three hundred bucks, but you could you could make your own sunburst mirror with some inexpensive materials that cost you no more than fifty bucks or so, and still have that professionally made look. So, but be warned, <clears throat> this project will require a lot of patience. <laughs> but by the end of the project, it is worth it. So. A lot of patience, you know, when you're inside and you can't go anywhere. Maybe that's, yeah, you got some time, so we could do that. For sunburst mirror ideas and and kind of techniques for that, there's so many different. It's just like I had a talk to a gentleman the other day that was looking for looking for work, and 
we talked about approaching a job and, and hanging a door. You might have five different carpenters that do it five different ways, but the end result looks the same. So it's like projects like this, there's so many different ways that you can approach it and do it. Sunburst mirrors are pretty cool. You know, you're just getting the pieces and then placing those just right. You know, I've seen somewhere people turn the, a sunburst mirror into a clock, you know, getting the parts and pieces for that. I remember growing up, uh, mom would do a lot of canvas painting and she got into making clocks on, she would have pieces of wood that I think my, I don't know if she bought them or if my grandfather cut them for her, but they, it would look like a saw blade. And then she'd put a clock in it and pour the epoxy over top of it. Next on the list, we have a taller foyer. So build an extra platform for more space. So that that's a little challenging of a project a little bit, but you could, you know, have a foyer. You know, it's an ingenious way to free up some extra space. Perfect for small nook area, play area for children. It could take a few weekends, cost anywhere from $300 to $1,000, depending on the layout of your home and whatever you decide to do there. Have you ever, have you done any like projects in the foyer where you add some storage and things like that for, for clients in the past or done it yourself? No, we haven't. But one thing that pertains to the foyer is the front entryway door. And that's one of the things we were looking at the, you know, cost to uh, do projects versus the value they add to your home. And that's one of the highest ones we found. You recoup about a hundred percent of what you invest in, in replacing the front door. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. There's so every, you guys have heard me talk about this in the past. There is a cost versus value report that is free. It's online. If you're wanting to know what a particular project, whether it's a kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, finishing a, a front, front door entryway, like talked about a deck addition, whether it's composite or treated, there's a kind of gives you the average cost. It breaks it down for national average for our region. And then it's got data for Lexington used, used to, we'd, we'd only have data for Louisville, but Lexington's grown and it tells you, here's what the average cost is. If you sold it within the first year or two, here's what the average cost you would recoup. And uh, yeah, front doors, you know, a couple thousand or so, of course, front doors can go from a, a thousand to ten, twenty thousand. But you get a hundred percent of your investment back out if you sell it in the first couple of years. So, hey, uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, right back after this quick break. Welcome back. This is Skinny. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. In the studio is with me, Daniel White, our project consultant with JR Construction. Thanks for uh, being here again, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, we're going through kind of the top one hundred. Small smart home remodeling ideas on budget. We were finishing up on a tall foyer, building an extra platform for more storage space. There's a, so each one of these, as we go through, there's a, a full link on the steps, some tutorials. There are pictures, videos, all those things. And the link will be on our podcast. So you subscribe to our podcast, Skinny on the Home. You'll get the full detailed notes of the show and we'll have the link in there for these so any of these that you listen to uh, or that you hear and you're like oh that's a great how do i do that or want to do that i'll have the link in there for you so we can post that for you all right so next on the list is sleek hideaway power outlets for your desk and kitchen 
know, we've done some um, pretty unique pop-up outlets out of countertops and things like that in kitchens where it's kind of hidden and you press a button and they come up. One thing that I'm really excited about, hopefully in the next technology increases, is uh, kind of under under the countertop charging stations. So there's a, a company, TechTop is one. I think they're out of Atlanta. They have it built in, but you have to buy their countertop specific. So it's not price point is not uh, great right now. But they're they're working with. You're going to start to see hotels nightstands that have that just say lay your phone here and charge it, and so that'd be pretty cool. So I want to get to where we can have those. You can carve out kind of the bottom of a granite or quartz and drill a little pilot hole, fill it with epoxy so you'd see, you know, there might be a dot that's blended in with your countertop. You know that that dot, lay your phone right there, start charging it. So adding those outlets, sometimes they fit in standard desk holes. They can pop up and give you, you know, three, four plugins that you need right away. It can hide the wires, can be pushed down to hide when not in use. So those are they have a lot of ready-to-go units you can just purchase for, you know, 50 bucks or so on Amazon. And then depending on your layout, countertop material in your kitchen, you may be able to dr- cut or drill a hole yourself uh, and install one of these, or you may need a professional. So if say you do have granite or stone countertops right now, and if you don't know who installed those, any local granite company, stone company, will probably, for a small fee, come out and drill the hole out for you. Just like when you're putting in a sink, you know, you're drilling holes for all that stuff. So our next project is build your own sofa table. You ever built a sofa table, Daniel? No, I haven't. Yeah, I don't think I have either. You, We were talking, it's like, so what is a sofa table? Is that the table in front? No, that would be a coffee table, right? So you have... What's the sofa table for? So it's a, as the name suggests, sofa table looks great and it's placed behind the sofa. Uh, it's versatile enough. It can be used anywhere as well. So, and it combines efficient storage with elegant, with an elegant design. So you can buy one in the store, three to 400 bucks, or you can get them raw material for probably under a hundred dollars, paint it yourself. Again, there's a full tutorial we'll have up uh, for that. That'll take some, a little bit of skill and some some tools if if you have the, if you're pretty, somewhat pretty handy and have those laying around, <clears throat> you can definitely definitely do those. Have you built any furniture or anything in your days? And yeah, what all? Yeah, I've actually built several coffee tables and end tables from reclaimed wood, mm. and we did we did some bookshelves, things like that. You ever said the reclaimed wood and that that look? Do you think that you think that's that fad or that style is going to go away anytime soon? I don't think so. I yeah. think that's I, I think it's pretty cool yeah. personally, and I think it's pretty popular, and it'll stick around for quite a while. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some neat slabs. We've got we've got a large. I think it's from a ash tree um, barn door in our office that covers one of our doors, and that sucker is what eight feet tall by. Four feet wide. Four feet wide, wide, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But yeah, doing doing those, I I still have um, (laughs) a tease about it all the time. The coffee table I built when I was in high school out of solid walnut, still in our living room now. On the bottom, if you remember, 
you know, you would date stamp those or, you know, you had the chisels that had the numbers and the letters. Well, mine, it was, it, the year was 1991 and your six and your nine are the same one. Well, I accidentally had the nine upside down. So this, this was built. So my coffee table is really old from 1691. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that was funny. All right. Sofa table. So the next one, build your own fire pit. We've got we've got a combination. I, I found one we use. It's a gas. That's great. It's like uh, I mean, it's a square, basically two foot by two foot. Put a propane tank underneath it, and then we still have another one that's just your, you know, round fire pit. You know, those are. I was at a house last night. They had a simple one with just some stones around it. Did some s'mores yesterday. It was great. Fire pit's a great way to unwind on your summer evening. can be a fun centerpiece to entertain guests. This DIY project definitely falls under the manual labor category, <laughs> but will cost you about $100 in addition to your time. So on average, 100 bucks or less. Uh, building it's pretty s- simple and mistake-proof. So you simply need to clear a small area of your lawn, fill it with a layer of pebbles, and stack some bricks on top, and there you go. So we had a client that um, did one recently. They had a little drainage ditch, and we built a little bridge across, and it went to one and stuff. If you done any, do you have any backyard oasis or fire pit or anything that, or any neat ones that you've been went into somebody's backyard about and saw? We did one uh, project where we built a patio, and we had a <coughs> fire pit. Well, it was actually more like a fireplace with a chimney, and then it had a grill on top. And so that was a really neat project that we did. Yeah. Well, let me just ha- tell you a little bit of experience here recently with outdoor fires in my life. <laughs> so we just had 4th of July, right? So, you know, we bought some fireworks and went went and we bought a few of the, you know, the ones where you they go up in the air and then... They're the packages that, you know, have like 30 shots all together. They're all linked together and stuff like that. So we set those off, had a good time, and just had an outdoor fire that we put up. We didn't have a, you know, a fancy pit or anything like that. And I was, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, it's like one of those where you go back to your childhood when you're playing with matches on the side of the hill and your mom yells at you. <laughs> it's like, well, they were all the fireworks were done. It's like, you know what, I... I need to get rid of these. Let's just throw them in the fire. In the back of my mind, I probably knew that, okay, surely they're all went off, right? And I put them in there. And the friends I were with, you know, they were thinking that was on the front of their mind where it was on the back of my mind. <laughs> so we were sitting there. We were far enough back, and I'd placed them kind of away from us, but down, facing facing out. Well, about 30 minutes into that uh, nice evening and crackle and seeing the stars, it just boom explodes and we get a nice light show. <laughs> so just because it says fire works doesn't mean it can go in the fire and work. <laughs> so you're shaking your head like Jimmy, you should have known. <laughs> All right. So building your own fire pit. That's that's pretty straightforward there. Next on the list, build your own ottoman from scratch. So. A high-quality ottoman is versatile and attractive piece of furniture, but even your inexpensive ottomans, you know, can go for 150, 200 bucks. 
So, but if you want a really nice one that goes with your room, you're looking at possibly hundreds more. So, this project, you know, for 100 bucks in material, and you can customize it. Again, I'll have a link to that for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey, welcome back. This is Skinny. Welcome back to Skinny on the Home. And uh, with racing with our presence in, my, in the back studio, not on a microphone, is Brad. Brad is here. Thank you, Brad. Megan, you're you're awesome. I mean, just Brad just showed up, and then I heard his voice. I thought I heard two commercials going on at the same time, and it's like, hey, that Brad is here, live and in person. You finally show up to work. <laughs> So Daniel White's in the studios with me, and uh, Daniel, you were talking about, we're, you know, what um, what do we get a lot? Of, what did you get a lot of calls about? What do we get a lot of calls about sometimes? And you were talking about some rotting. So let's talk about that for a minute. Right? Yeah, I had a lot of uh, folks call in and have us come out and repair some rot on exterior door uh, trim. And if you look at the bottom of an exterior door trim like on a back door or even a front door in some cases, you'll notice there's uh, a lot of times some rot around the base of that. There's two parts to it. There's the brick mold typically, and then there's the door frame itself. And with a lot of the prefab doors and uh, door units, a lot of times what happens is those are finger jointed pine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're painted maybe once or twice and once the weather kind of wears through and the sun wears through that layer of paint that's the only thing that really protects them from rotting yeah hey uh, let's go to the phone lines we have caitlin on the phone here with us hey caitlin how are you good how are you doing great i'm wondering how difficult it would be for my husband to put under cabinet lighting in our kitchen hmm Uh, (laughs) i'll uh you want to answer that one daniel well, anytime you're dealing with electrical, you probably want to consult an electrician. And I would say that would probably be the best thing to do is, is contact an electrician. And, and we have some contacts that you could call into JNR and, and get referred to yeah. some great electricians. That's, Caitlin, that's one step. The other thing is looking at where, what's on your, what's behind your backsplash now. So if you, if you have tile that's existing on your backsplash now, you might have to tear some of that out. Or if you don't have a backsplash and it's just drywall, that's a little easier to do. You can cut in because you have to be able to get power from somewhere if you don't have power there already. So that's that's something to think about. You know, a lot of times with uh, switches, if you say you have a switch over by your sink for a, a light or a garbage disposal, you can turn that into a stack switch and have a switch on top and bottom one to do the lights. The tape light is really popular. We've done some of that. Uh, depends on how that's applied. Sometimes that that we had some issues with that falling off in certain areas, but there's all different kinds of lighting. Your local Breckers lighting, Wiseway, you know, even some of your box stores have some great under cabinet lighting options, but there's also some different options for if you want to do it yourself. Uh, you can get some kits and drill some holes through the cabinets. And if you can find an outlet in the back of a cabinet or near the back of a cabinet, you could drill through. And sometimes you have some you know, wires that you kind of have to tuck up and hide, uh, but that's an easier way to do it you know, without going 
uh, full full yeah construction yeah. hiring a couple of contractors and you can also some of your under cabinet lights are just straight plug in mm-hmm. and you could drill holes back and fish that down right it's not that attractive sometimes but you know at least you'll get the job done so does that answer your question Kaylin that does thank you all right thanks for do calling you, do you have any other questions not at this moment thank you all right all right have a good day thanks for calling you were talking about yeah rot sometimes you have to some people you don't have to replace the whole door right yeah and i was going to talk about that because it's a big difference if you look at where the rot is if it's on the brick mold itself that's an easy fix you just have to remove the brick mold and that's really just the trim on the outside of the door and it's called brick mold because it normally goes up against the brick uh, but it's a thick inch and a half trim that mm-hmm. comes on the outside of the door. Yeah, and, that's usually where that's and we've we've done some composite brick mold. You can take the wood off, replace it with some PVC. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I would always do. I'd recommend for our clients is you know we would take off the the wood brick mold that was the finger jointed pine that gets wet and rots really quickly mm-hmm. and replace it with a PVC product that doesn't rot and you can paint it. It's It already comes white, so it's already primed. And so, you know, you well, you need it. You need to prime it, but it's already white. And so it's yeah. uh, easy to paint. What about, so somebody has a patio door and the middle divider in between, you know, sometimes that gets rotted down there. Have you ever replaced any of those? So that's a lot more difficult. And there's two different options for for fixing it when it's actually the door frame because that's the structure of what supports the door itself. Mm-hmm. And so that, that becomes a lot more difficult. And it depends on the extent of the rot. If it's just a real surface issue, uh, it can be bondoed, you know, carved out, puttied painted, sanded down, that type of thing, and it, it can be fine. But if it's extensive and you can kind of poke your finger in it and it's not much wood left there, you can either replace the door as you know a whole package unit mm-hmm. or you can try and cut out a piece of that and put blocking in. The only issue with putting blocking in like that is you do structurally, you know, you're compromising some of the structure of it but also aesthetically a lot of times you have a seam or a join or something like that that's hard to hard to hide with putty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing we found, you know, with exterior doors, especially if it's facing the weather coming in, you know, a lot of times if you're thinking about adding an outdoor porch or a covering, sometimes that'll take care of of some of those things, but you know, if you see some flaking or some like it looks like uh, spider veins and you know or veining and stuff like that it may not be rotted it could just be some failing paint and you need to really scrape and prep and you know sand hit it with a pressure washer sand it and then get a good bonding primer so i would recommend going to your local paint store getting get a good bonding primer because that if you can't get all the old paint off and things like that it'll It'll kind of seal all that together, and then you can paint on top of it with your finished paint. Yeah, with doors, it's, and like I said, when you get into the structure door, it can get a little tricky <clears throat> with uh, the structural integrity of what you're doing. So just take a look at that. That's a good uh, good there. So anything else on that? Not on the door. Yeah. Did you have something? Yeah, I was just okay. going to mention so, kind of the second most popular thing that we got calls about were decks that were unstable or unsafe and i've been you know i've seen 
tons and tons of different decks in Lexington and around the area that were just built very, very poorly, not to code by, you know, just Joe Schmo or, you know, a, a relative or something like that who didn't really know or understand kind of the structural elements of what goes into building a a safe and solid deck and so we got a lot of uh, calls about that type of thing and you know we would go out and kind of assess the situation see how it was built and and really try to give uh, good advice on on uh, what recommendations we would make yeah that's good. Hey, I want, I want to go back to, you know, the door and the trim and stuff. Also, there's a couple of products. You mentioned Bondo. So for those of us that don't know what Bondo is or have ever heard that, kind of explain what what Bondo is and can I do Am I as a DIYer, can I use Bondo and, and do that myself or what is that? So there's several different products that you can use to fill in those holes or smooth out, smooth those seams. And there's a couple couple of different products. One of them is Bondo, where you can either get I think it's I think you can get a two part mm-hmm. uh, epoxy yeah, most that you mix together, yeah. and then that forms a really hard surface for you to sand down and then paint over. Think of think of drywall, mud, and putty, but basically much harder. It takes two. You mix two together, and it you have to put it on can't let it sit forever <laughs> it's, it's, it's the reaction time the other one that i'm familiar with too is called, called wood epox it basically is an injection and it petrifies the the material so it won't rot any further if you still have water getting in and things like that i mean you you need to address that but it should it, we've been able to save some some of those that have started to rot a little bit coming out, inject it with some wood epox and then do some Bondo work over top of it. And we've been able to, uh, to do some of that too. So great stuff. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Skinny. Jimmy Skinny McKinney, giving you the skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing, or building, whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help, or hiring a professional. Daniel White's in the studios with me today, our project consultant with JR Construction. Daniel, before the break, we were talking about doors and rotting around doors, and you had a few other things you wanted to, to mention. Yeah, I was just going to mention that you know we had a lot of clients call in and have us come out and repair damage, rot damage to the base of their exterior doors, either front or back doors, and just wanted to mention that you know we had some. Uh, clients where the uh, rot was very minimal, they caught it early, it wasn't an issue, and easy fix. But we also had some who didn't notice it until it was too late. Mm -hmm. And what happened was once it rotted through the wood there, it actually got into uh, the home and rotted out a lot of the joists and band boards underneath uh, the floor and either in the ceiling of the basement or in the case of crawl spaces, the you know floor structure. And it was some major uh, repairs that we did to several homes where we had to open up the floor or go into the crawl space and jack up the floor and replace several joists and band boards. Uh, and just wanted to mention, you know, Take a look and see, you yeah. know, make sure that your home is okay and and that you have that, you catch that early. So even, so that can be a sign of even something else. So right before the show today, I was at a house, we were measuring for a design where we're, we're finishing their basement. But part of that is the the stoop up front 
has a negative pitch back towards the door. So water is hitting that front porch and hit running back towards the door. Well, that's caused the floor joists to start to rot and to start to sink a little bit. So as part of the basement, we're, we're finishing. Luckily, that's the basement's not finished, and we're, we're doing that as part of a project. We're going to replace some joists and, and jack that up, like you said, to bring that back up to level because that's a, that's a big deal. We had another prod, and that's, that's over off of Alumni Drive. We had another one that was over in the Heartland area. That same thing, the porch was going towards the house, had some issues uh, underneath, but we ended up having to tear the whole, all the concrete of the front porch off and then redo that. So, yeah, you can keep in, keep in maintenance up on things like that. You know, water, man, water's, that's the, what my plumber always said, that's the, what the second biggest force in nature. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of times uh, water damage in homes. Yeah. Excellent. So look at outside, Have uh, take a look around, especially around bottoms of your windows, bottom doors, see if there's any signs of any paint starting to flake or peeling or soft spots and things like that. All right. We are still we're get, working our way through our list here. Smart home remodeling ideas on budget. Again, if you want a link to any of these, there will be a link on our podcast. Go to your podcast player where you get any platform or you get your podcast from search skinny on the home give us a like there and help us grow our podcast community that'd be great and we'll have today's show we'll we'll take a take a little bit to get on there to edit that and get that on there but that'll be up and running here probably in a couple weeks and you can get uh, all that information there so again just search skinny on the home in your favorite platform to listen to podcasts so our smart home remodeling ideas on budget We'll do it uh, maybe through one or two more here before uh, we end today. So this one is um, adding brick, add brick or stone on your home's plain foundation. So, you know, a lot of a lot of foundations have, you know, concrete block or um, poured concrete walls. It comes up so high and then you've got brick up from there, siding up from there, and you've got this gray looking foundation below. So taking, uh, you know, first impressions, especially if you're going to, you know, if you're looking just to spruce it up, maybe you're going to sell your house. That's adding a layer of tile or brick or cultured stone is a, can significantly upgrade the look. If you want a project to be as easy as possible, try uh, air stone, which is a lighter and easier to apply than most bricks and tiles. Otherwise, I'll, I'll again post a link to that. They actually have uh, your some of your vinyl siding manufacturers have developed a siding that is has a stone texture that you put on just like vinyl siding you know it'd be hard to do a little bit down towards the base but they make some really lightweight easy to use products that you could do that yourself clear away some of that vegetation around put this on again things to look at while you're doing that is your landscaping pitch falling towards the house allowing water to come in or is it falling away from the house? You know, you want to have a good fall from the away from the house on that. So, all right, we're going to get into uh, Daniel's going to be part of our bonus round we have here on Skinny on the Home. And uh, during the break, he he was asking me, so what kind of questions are you going to ask me? And I said, I'm not going to tell you. So <laughs> here we go. So in no random order. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Do you match your socks? Mm, yes. Why? 
Because it's a, a necessity. <laughs> Why is it a necessity? Because you don't want to look like a joker like you do. <laughs> so I was had, like, he, well, hey. the other day we were sitting at a client's home and he puts his <laughs> knee up and he's got like, what, like ducky socks or something? And they're mismatched, of course. And I'm like la- laughing in the back of my mind, like, what? <laughs> Wearing a sports coat and ducky socks. That's right. Today is one is, they're both striped, but they're a little different. So kind of look like, what was the, the witch that the house fell oh, in? Yeah. in uh, yeah. of us. <laughs> so why do you, do you not match your socks? For that reason right there. It just, it, break, it makes people laugh. And I, now it's gotten to a point where I've done it for so many years that I have I have people that will send me socks and will be somewhere oh, wow. in a different state yep. or out of the country, and they'll be like, they'll see a pair of socks and be like, I gotta get those for Jimmy because. <laughs> but they have to get two pair for you, and then just give you <laughs> one of each. <laughs> or just yeah, if they want to wear them themselves. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, you know, here's here's the way I look at it. You could put them all in one big drawer, and you just pull out whatever you want to wear, and. If you have two that match and one gets a hole in it, which has happened to me very often, you just throw it away. And you don't have to worry about the match. So I'm solving all the world's problems by not matching your socks. All right. <laughs> all right. Ice cream or chocolate bar? Ice cream. Definitely. Ice cream. Yeah. Puppies or kittens? Puppies. If I have to choose one. <laughs> Are you neither? Neither, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Hot, humid day, sunny, or 70-degree spring day, raining? Sunny day. Yeah, I can't deal with rain. Yeah, don't, not, not a rain fan. No. Nope. So you're not a sitting under the porch and listen to the rain? Maybe when I get older. <laughs> um, snowing, stay inside or go outside? Go outside. Do you do any outdoor snowing activities? I've done a little bit of skiing and a tiny bit of snowboarding, but more like snow falling. <laughs> yeah. Snow falling and snow angels. Yeah. Uh, mustard or ketchup? Both. All right. That's a that's the second time. I've only had two people on the show that have always said both. So that's good. I'm a mustard fan myself. I just, I just still don't get... Now, I'll eat ketchup on a hamburger, but I don't get ketchup and fries. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, favorite book or recent book you've read other than the Bible? Learning to Lead Like Jesus. Oh, yeah? Who, mm-hmm. who wrote that book? I forget. Learning to Lead? Learning to Lead Like Jesus. It walks through 11 key characteristics that Jesus exhibited on his, and just, you know, kind of talks about how Jesus leads and character, through character mainly, and how important it is to have those characters and develop those characters. Excellent. All right. And last one, if you weren't doing your current career... What would you be and why? I would be an astronaut. Yeah? Yeah, I love space. Awesome. Do you go do you go back and watch old space shuttle launches and have you ever been down to Canada? Well, I have I actually have thanks to my wife, I have a copy of well, it's not a copy, it's an original New York Times of the launch and the moon landing. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's neat. Yep. That's that's pretty cool. So Daniel White joining us today, our project consultant with JDR Construction. Thanks for uh, coming on short notice with me and uh, talking through some things today. And again, welcome, welcome to the family of JNR. And uh, thanks for having me. You'll see Daniel out and about on projects and uh, with, with some of his uh, previous crew as well, so Luke and Jonathan. 
two of our carpenters that are that are working with us. So talking through the smart home remodeling ideas on budget. Now, next week, uh, I'm going to have a Liberty Mutual insurance agent on the show here with us. And then the week after that, I'm going to have a mortgage broker with Fifth Third Bank talking about um, things you can do in finance options if you have some larger projects and things you want to do. So make it a great week. If you've heard my voice or heard Daniel's today, you're blessed and let the peace of the Lord wash over you. Thank you for listening to Skinny on the Home. See you next week.